Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Talking sports with you over the next couple of hours, and uh, thanks for uh, sh- uh, spending some of that time here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Bottom of the hour. Looking forward to this, especially on the the uh, heels of the news of Otani's contract uh, and the numbers that go along with it, and the manipulating and massaging of those cheating Dodgers. <laughs> um, but we'll talk to Matt Snyder on all things baseball at the bottom of the hour. CBSSports.com. He joins us every week during the season and periodically uh, during the hot stove season and the off season. Hour number two will begin with Adam Emenecker. I have to pay some attention to this Drake Bulldog team. Not that we're going out of our way to avoid it. We're not. It's been a great start. Huge win over Nevada on Saturday night out in Las Vegas. So Adam will opine on the Valley. We'll do you and I will do Drake. We'll do some of the uh, pretenders and contenders uh, in the Missouri Valley Conference so far when he joins us at 12.05. And then Adam will join us every Tuesday throughout the Valley regular season, January and February. Matt Rudy from Golf Digest at 12.30. We'll jump aboard and we'll talk all things golf, live. Uh, what does the new golf ball mean to, hey, the pros? And be the rest of us, uh, for those of you who like to play, what does it mean that they're going to uh, take some of the distance, apparently, out of the golf ball? Uh, I'm not sure. How would you do that? Not wind it as tight? Technology's come so far. I guess. They just go back to the old bricks we used to hit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, did you happen to see on Twitter yesterday, there was a, I must have been in, in the Dominican Republic somewhere, a home run derby with Vladimir Guerrero? No, I didn't see it. And a metal bat? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, that's, that was, yeesh. as you would anticipate, they went a long, long way. So lots to get to. Doubleheader in uh, Monday Night Football last night. We had two good games. Yes, we did. Two really good games, fun mm-hmm. games down to the wire. Um, the Tommy DeVito story, it just keeps getting better and better. Mm-hmm. You throw another character into the story, as we saw last night with the agent. Oh, my Right out of central casting in New York, New Jersey, is he not? He has to know what he's doing, of right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, pinstripe the hat, the, suit, yes. the fedora, the yes. black turtleneck. I mean, he came right off the script of a, you know, a mafia yes. type of television program or movie. A young Italian boy still living with his parents at home. Great story, parents. I mean, Dad. one business after another shows up to feed the DeVitos. The tailgate that they put. Did you see the tailgate? No. Oh my God! <laughs> Fed hundreds last night. All the uh, the cutlets, the, um, the the Tommy Cutlets, I guess is his nickname. But a great story and a wonderful game. You know, I obviously rooting for the Packers because it's a regional team and it's better for business when we have more uh, regional teams make the playoffs. But that was a blow to them last night. The Dolphins not being able to seal the deal. You know, that was good news for <sighs> the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> Chiefs, mm-hmm. yeah, boy, oh boy. <laughs> Anyways, but a fun night of uh, fun night of NFL. Which game did you listen to? Well, it was the game on ESPN. So it was the Titans Dolphins mm-hmm. because I had on my phone. I was watching the Packers game with Directv, so that's yep. what got nabbed there. And during the fourth quarter, now I had a different kind of viewing experience last night because you have two kids. 
Well, yes. <laughs> that, yes, that's definitely every night a different reason than what you uh, have at home every night. But, you know, I still play fantasy. Love fantasy. Uh, my two leagues, longtime leagues, I clinched number one seeds in both of them last night. Nice. That was great. But I've been in this you league now. I really for- appreciate that it was week 15, and I'm finding out you're in fantasy football. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do- doesn't happen very often, but I joined this league five years ago. It's called the Guillotine League. And for somebody looking to maybe, maybe you're getting a little bored with fantasy. You still like fantasy sports, but yeah. it's the same thing over and over. If you've got a long-time league, you're looking to do something different, it's an incredible idea. What it is, is now with an Guillotine League. Guillotine okay. League is what it's called. And it's... Did you guys make up the name, or was this something that... I? That was the first time I had okay. seen it. Yeah. And what it is, is with an 18-week schedule, 19 people are in the league. The lowest score every week, yeah. you're out. Your team is done. So you're, if you lose week one, you, you put the goose egg on the board, or you have a terrible week, you're yep. out. You're eliminated. Wow. And then all of their players... Kind of like Survivor. Yes, go into the free agent pool. So oh, as we're getting down here to the wow. nitty-gritty... You're still adding guys. Yes, absolutely. Like the team that lost last night had the lowest score of the six remaining teams. They have to have some dudes to get Christian McCaffrey's on that team. Oh, my God. Yeah. So who gets him? Whoever has the highest waiver priority. Jalen Hurts is on that guy's team. Mm -hmm. And all of them go back into the free agency pool. It's a really fun way to do it. What, what, what was your buy-in? Do you remember? hundred bucks. And that's it, a one-time thing? Yep, one time. You don't have to put in money to go shopping? When nope, you, none of that. You? Okay. It's a weekly. There's a, you get 25 bucks back if you have the high score for the week. So all that's in the pool, the $1,900 in the pool. And you can figure it out different ways. But in the end, when we initially did it, it was just winner take all. And then we've added a few more throughout the last couple of years. I won it the first time I was in it. The next year? Eliminated week one. <laughs> I just That's what it is. But my sweat last night came down to the guy that was also battling with the lowest score of the week at the Dolphins defense. Pick six early on. Ooh. I was in trouble. On that final drive, if the Titans would have turned it over or even been sacked, he would have surpassed me again and taken it. Titans score. Don't get the ball back. All good. We get the win, and we survive. But if you're looking for fantasy sports and something different, it's called That's the Guillotine League. a good way League. to do it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's a different way of yeah. doing fantasy we sports. We should remind folks next July. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk to Tyler, see if that's something with the fantasy yeah, show. Tyler Allen, KXNO Fantasy. I think yes. they go tonight, do they not? Or are I, they and then their podcast only, I want to say, this week, Nathan and Tyler. They do a really good job on that yeah, show. They're committed to it, and I appreciate absolutely. that about I, them. By the way, I made the playoffs in that league, too. Well done. Yes, absolutely. Steph Copley uh, overtook me, though, for the division title. She's in it? Yep. Her team. Did you see her and her friend, uh, Brooke is her name, uh, at the Arrowhead this this past uh-huh. weekend? I guess they had their family with them. Really cool. I, saw, I just saw the pictures on Twitter. I follow Steph on, on, on Twitter, or X, I guess. And I guess they were walking out of Arrowhead and walking like 50 yards in front of them. Is how, how did they refer to them? The couple. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait, for little girls? Uh-huh. Right? Had to be a pretty cool moment. So, anyways. So, so Copley's out? Uh, she, well, she won the division, so she's getting buys in the first round. I got to play in the first round of this one. But uh, fantasy football was at the forefront last night for me and watching what the Dolphins' defense was doing at the end. Really fun way to do it and a couple of fun games. It, it was really It enjoyable. was. It was good. I, I, I went into it thinking. Now, it would have been nice else. if one started I at agree. 6 and one at 7.30. I, I agree. And we wouldn't have, you know, as DirecTV customers, be the ones getting screwed. Right. Because um, I listened to my phone 
You I, you know, I'm a Buck and Aikman fan. Yeah. You know, you know me. I'm I don't much, care that much. I do. I mean, Buck's my guy. As I said many times, I, I would listen to him read the phone book. Yeah. Um, and, and <laughs> Not me. Inter- and I like Joe say. Buck, but that's 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 a <laughs> and too Aikman far too. Aikman's Aikman, that, that, that's a really good uh, duo in the booth. And um, you know, Fowler was fine, but I hear Chris Fowler. I hear Chris Fowler, and this is a me thing. Calling college games. Absolutely. And he's really good at it. Yes. and Because I, I kicked and... Boy, I kick and scream a lot when there's change in my life. Yeah. I remember when they fired Brad. I was apoplectic. This Fowler guy, who are they trying to kid? Brad Musburger's an institution, blah, blah. Fowler's really good. He's fine. He's okay. Yeah, him and, him and Herb Street uh, are good. It's just change that uh, you'll get there. You'll yeah. get old and you'll get grumpy. And... Oh, yeah. I got plenty of that. <laughs> you do. Uh, anyway, so good stuff. Uh, on we go. A couple of days off before we get back to football. Chargers Raiders Thursday night. Yeah, not the best game, right? Ooh. But it's going to be... Uh, um, what's the kid's... Easton Stick. The Easton Stick, yeah. North Dakota State. And Aiden O'Connell. An Omaha kid. Is that where he's from? Yes. You know Easton Stick is an actual hockey stick, I do. right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe a hockey family. Are they, uh, yeah. Oh, really? I, that's... I think they uh, played hockey growing up, if memory serves. Well, I will looked at him. That's the only reason oh, I remember. Oh, did they? No, obviously never got an offer, and that's yeah. why he went to North Dakota State. But I think Iowa, at least he was part of their evaluation process, mm-hmm. which, looking back, has not exactly gone swimmingly. Oh, boy, I'll say. Throughout the years. They've had some guys, but, boy, they've had some misses, and more of them uh, seemingly lately. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. E. No, we got Spencer We're Peaches. good. We're good. We're good. Mm. Spencer was first one here. It was a race, and Whoops. you got here first. <laughs> you got there, guys. Uh, good luck to you in your career, but uh, we've moved on. Anyways, we'll move on. Um, where are you on the Otani? Look, it's, it's hard for me to say, and I get it. The audience is going to hear disgruntled Blue Jay fan. Mm-hmm. I understand that, and it's, uh, it's, I think, to my credit, this doesn't happen a lot where sure. my squad gets in the way, right? Because there's not a lot of Blue Jay fans. There are no Winnipeg Jets fans. Um, I wish he would. I wish the Jays wouldn't weren't in it. I wish it was the Seattle Mariners, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Then I would have more credibility. I hate what this does for baseball. I'm with you. Something stinks here. It does stink, Trent. This was they're saving sixty eight million dollars against the luxury tax every year by doing it this way. Well, two million it, a year. Why is it most everybody going to do this? We right. will overpay you. And especially a free agent like that, or an Aaron Judge a year ago. Mm-hmm. You have to be a star mm-hmm. in order for this to happen and make sense and be a brand ambassador and everything yeah. else that goes along with it. But why doesn't everybody do this? That's they, just and, it. and if that's the case, the next negotiation, when we get to the next time that the Players Association gets together with the owners. Uh-huh. The this, owners have to put their foot down. There's no doubt. This is not right. Stinks to high heaven. You have a luxury tax for a reason, uh-huh. or competitive balance. This is not competitive no, balance. it's not. And what does this do for the Dodger franchises and their fan base in the years to come? I mean, who knows what the luxury tax will be, and maybe that's what they're banking on at mm-hmm. that point. But they're going to be hooked $68 million when Otani's no longer... Not like Bobby Bonilla, a million dollars every July the 1st or whatever it is. Two and a half. Two and a half is... Yeah. It's $68 million. And how will that... Will that actually count against their It has their to at luxury? some point. I don't think... The way that I read it, I didn't read it that way. That it's even when he's getting paid the $68 million, it's just a deferred payment. Because that doesn't go against the Mets' luxury tax every year, that $2.5 million. Are you that sure? Pay. I'm not sure. But that's at least how I read it. 
Which makes this even stink even more. It does. If it plays out that way where you don't have that, that's awful. Why did the guy that, and God rest his soul, the four, the Padres owner who just died mm-hmm. that wanted to see a championship team in his city that spent like a drunken sailor on players right. and brought everybody in, Aaron Judge was kicking the tires uh, with the why, why didn't he do this? Right. I mean, if anybody out there was going to do this, he's an aggressive owner. I tip my cap to them. Now, younger guys, it might be a little more difficult. I mean, Otani on top of it, you have to think of the endorsements that he has. I mean, he has endorsements sure. here with New Balance that you see the commercial yeah. all the time. But what kind of endorsement deals does he have in Japan? It's got to be ridiculous. Oh, huge. It, it's much easier for a guy like that that's still making $30, $40, 50000000 million in endorsements. Yeah, to do he'll it, be fine. As opposed to right. even a Juan Soto. And what kind of endorsement yeah. deals does Juan Soto have? Right, right. Uh, Manny Machado. Good players. Uh-huh. Known players. Yep. But a different level than somebody no, like Otani. No, nobody moves the needle um, right. in over, over in Japan like Otani. What is he doing? He's what, 29? 28? Yeah, somewhere in that, in, in that ballpark. He's made some money. He's probably got you know tens of millions of dollars mm-hmm. already in the bank, mm-hmm. as opposed to a young guy. Well, I'm not going to do that. This is my first time to really cash in to go buy that island. Did you hear the tinfoil, uh, the tinfoil conspiracy theory Ooh, that's like out these. there? Yeah, right, I like, I, I what do you got too. for me? So Otani's agent mm-hmm. shares the agent with the guy from, um, oh, what the hell's the show? Uh, Mark Cuban show. Oh, yeah, Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Yeah. So the guy that was, the, the plane that went to Toronto that Otani was, air quote, on right. when he wasn't on. Mm-hmm. It was a guy from Shark Tank. Yes. The guy from Shark Tank's agents, Otani's agent. Oh. So the thought is that they sent this guy, they sent the agent to Toronto to up the price that the Dodgers were going to pay uh-huh. because Otani's on his way to sign in Toronto. I think it was maybe passing. I, I can't remember. It was one of the national people, Rosenthal, whoever it was. And it was just a little passing comment and a little article that I was reading. I think it was Rosenthal now that I think of it uh, over at The Athletic. And. He said, if anybody, all 30 teams in baseball, would have known of this deal, yeah, every one of them, sure, from the Pittsburgh Pirates to uh-huh. the Tampa Bay Rays, would have signed this exact same deal, uh-huh. knowing the parameters of it. Everybody in baseball would have given 10 years, 700, knowing that they could defer the money like they did. Everybody would have done that in baseball. It'd be foolish not to. That tells you how much this yep. thing stinks. It does. It stinks to high heaven. If the Pirates would have been able to do this, if the Rays would have been <laughs> right. able to do this, this absolutely, no doubt about it, smells Batting to high forth heaven. for your Kansas City Royals, number <laughs> 17. Uh, just incredible. But uh, we got a great guest coming up here in 15 minutes to talk about that. And other, it's not going to be all Otani. We want to go around the hot stove league. Now that he's signed, what does this do? Uh, a couple of other uh, p- pitchers coming uh, from Japan. Uh, some of the other names, Cody Bellinger's out there. Matt Chapman's out there. How aggressive are the Cubs going to be? The Dodgers, they found all this money. After all, they only had to spend $2 million against their luxury tax for Shohei Otani. They are still going after everybody. Josh. Josh Hader, um, the Dodgers want Josh Hader. It's. Do you remember the bitching and moaning, Trent? I know you do. Um, when George Steinbrenner was running senior, the old yes. man was running the Yankees. Absolutely. What what what, what was the term from uh, Star Wars? They were the the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> they were the. The Death Star. Did you ever watch Star? I, I did. I did not. I as a little kid, and then I grew up. Um, the bad guys. They were. <laughs> don't stop saying bad guys. You throw me down the right, the wrong path. They were the evil empire. The evil empire. See, well I got done. there. You I got pulled there. Pulled it out of your uniform. Yeah, you- but 
now the Dodgers are the most hated yeah. team in baseball. And there's no doubt. When you spend at this level, when... And this, we knew about this. We knew, you looked at their spending a year ago. Right, they were, they were saving up. They were saving... We knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So why did we twist ourselves in knots trying to talk about all these yeah, other teams? I know, I feel like a fool. On I do too. Afternoon, Trent, I thought he was going to Toronto. I feel like I left a lot of money on the table. Yeah. I jumped aboard and grabbed all my Blue Jays uh-huh. World Series on Tap City. Let's get Mike in here, then I do want to move on to another um, um, topic before we get to Matt Snyder. Hello, Mike. Thanks for being patient. How are you? I'm good. Um, so the AAV on the salary cap for Otani's deal is the present value of it, which is $470 million. So the cap count is like 46 to $47 million a year, not $2 million. Is that what it's going to be? Because I read it differently, Mike. The way that I read it, it was the $2 million salary. That was all in the $68 million per year deferred. So what's the AV? Because you're, you're talking ahead my, above my head now. Uh, both well, of our heads. That, that's, what, that's what counts towards the salary tax, the salary cap tax. Is the, what's going to count towards it is the $47 million, what I read. Um, the, which, is, which would be the present value of the deal. Instead of, so if he was to get paid the... Over the next ten years, it'd be forty-seven dollars or forty-seven million dollars a year, not two million. Read well, here at ESPN. It says that sixty-eight million dollars per year will be deferred. Right, it will be deferred. But they, as far as towards the salary cap, they take the present value of the total seven hundred million with the deferrals figuring in, which would equate to forty-seven million. So per they. Year. So do, are you saying that they still do carve twenty million off of what would have an, a normal contract have looked like? Correct. That's yeah. not as bad. That's, it's forty-six million. Yeah, I'm reading here okay. a little d- deeper into it. Yeah, so it'll be forty-six million dollars on the books. That, that's good information, Mike. Yeah, really appreciate listen, we that. appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Thanks have for listening. Yep. Take care. Good to hear from you. Um, Okay, not as bad still. Um, mm-hmm. Every team should do it. Otani, Freddie Freeman, and Mookie Betts, those three, their uh, ballpark neighborhood is going to be about $100 million per year. The tax threshold for lux- luxury tax sits at $237 million for next year. Okay. So there, it's, it's going to come due eventually. Right. Um, A little bit different, though. Yeah, it is. It's, that's easier. That doesn't make it quite as yeah. bad. Quite as bad. Anyways, eleven twenty. So Caitlin Clark signed a uh, an agreement with Gatorade. Cyclone fans, please don't change the dial because I'm going to make a request to all my fellow Iowans because okay. I'm one of you. I think it's time we all came together. Uh huh. I'm about to preach. Oh, I want Hawkeye fans to listen up. I want Cyclone fans to listen up. It's the time of year where we should be. You know, kind of coming together as a group, right? Mm-hmm. It's a holiday. It's a festive season. What I'm asking you Hawkeye fans to do is to stop saying that the quarterback in San Francisco is only doing this because of Debo Samuel and the rest of the talent that they have around them, and he's not a system quarterback. Cyclone fans, I need you to embrace the sport-changing Iowa story that Caitlin Clark is. A give and a take from both of our fan bases. Cyclone fans, embrace Caitlin Clark. Hawkeye fans, quit saying Brock Purdy is only putting up the numbers because he plays uh, for Kyle Shanahan. Do you think that could happen? It's a great message. It's a wonderful message and a great time and here. Has to be zero it. chance to happen, does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that cesspool that you're on all day long over on X. And Cyclone Fanatic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stay away. 
Yeah, and Hawkeye Lounge. It, it's <laughs> they're ugly. He's not a system quarterback. No, she is a transitional player. <laughs> Just embrace them. Won't happen. They came from our. She was born and raised in our state. Well, he's an Arizona guy, so it doesn't really. Count. Yeah, but where does he come back for, for his getaway? Right, his right. safe place is Ames, Iowa, Story County. Um, I, I don't know we ha- why I do. Yeah, it, it's Cyhawk. It's a rivalry. I get it. I yeah. love it. I love that part of it. But if there are ever two stars that this would make, um, maybe us put this on the back, even for a couple of weeks. Can we do that until you know 2024? No, no, probably not. No, not going to happen. Uh, but Caitlin Clark has Gatorade, Nike, State Farm, Buick, Tops, and H and R Block. Of that list. Who goes away when she's drafted a number one by Indiana? Uh, nobody. Nobody. No. Not a single one of them. Sorry. Too. You know, Iowa City yeah. in media market number Big 132. State farm market. You know, we, that's great, but go to Indianapolis, playing in the WNBA, playing national games. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to have to drop you. We're going to go out there and uh, find the next Caitlin Clark. You know what? Good luck. We're going to go and we're going to give that money to Audie Crux. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We need a collegiate player. Mm-hmm. Look, I hope Audie Crooks cashes in. Absolutely. I love her story. Yes. Uh, I think it's great. Um, but we know the reality. Sure. The reality is it's it's not going to happen. I mean, Audie Crooks will not change the game the way Caitlin Clark did. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy is not a system quarterback. Can we just put that, get that out of our minds? Just be happy that the Cyclones have a quarterback that is. On top of every statistic in the NFL, Cyclone fans, be happy that Caitlin Clark is doing this in our state. And she's going to move on. She's going to go to the WNBA. I just, Trent, I, I would be at this point shocked if she comes back to Iowa next year. I'm right there with you. The only plausible scenario, because Gabby Marshall's done, Kate yep. Martin's done. Yep. They're in their final year of eligibility. Yep. There is nothing that can be done for them to come back. So you're talking about a couple new starters. Mm-hmm. The only plausible way Iowa gets back to the national championship falls just short again mm-hmm. falls in that game in a tight one and try to make an it unfinished go one more business time. right right I go out there yeah. and hopefully in the transfer portal able to hit on a couple of players that mm-hmm. they missed on this year that is the only way that that could possibly happen short of that that's a tough hill to climb too. I mean, we're talking about a two percent chance yeah yeah i just getting to a national championship game mm-hmm. is going to be incredibly difficult mm-hmm Steve's not as good as last year. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. They missed Sonato in a big-time mm-hmm. way. In a big, big way. I mean, she was automatic. Mm-hmm. And Clay- Caitlin Clark just fed her every opportunity when she wasn't shooting the basketball. So I don't think it's that much to ask. It is December. We're closing in on, what are we? when's Christmas? Is it Sunday or Monday? It's Monday. It's a Monday It's a Monday, year, yes. Um, closing in on that day. Maybe we can all come together at least for a couple of weeks and put the hatred of each other's uh, rival superstar just on the back burner. Not going to happen. Probably not. Asking a lot. It's 1125. We will take a break. We'll be joined by Matt Snyder. Going to talk a lot of baseball with Matt Snyder. Uh, next from CBSSports.com. We will do that. I wonder if he likes the Otani thing. I, you know what? I, should, I, I didn't go to CBS Sports. Normally I, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read his piece. I'm sure he posted one during the break. Uh, prior to him coming on, get his feel for uh, what the Dodgers were able to do. And because of the fact that they're able to do it, they're still in on everybody. Everybody. And I hope they get swept by the brace. <laughs> Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Enjoy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. If you listen to our program on a regular basis, you hear this song, well, this bump a lot, right? Every Monday uh, with Matt Snyder joins us at 12.05 to talk baseball during the season. He's back with us today. Matt Snyder, Trent and Ken, compliments of the season. Thanks for coming on. How are you, Matt Snyder? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing? Well, I guess Ken probably not, not so good. Great if we're talking about baseball. So sorry about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, well, I always am. I try to be. Um, going home on Friday for after leaving after leaving work. I thought, my God, I can't believe it's happening. Planes in the air, and he's on it, and he's going to sign and be a Blue Jay. Uh, didn't happen. Anyways, the contract is, I think, opening a lot of eyes, and 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 I get it, and. Uh, for me to say this, I sound like a disgruntled Blue Jays fan. I think it stinks to high heaven uh, that you can defer this much money. We were corrected earlier that their uh, the average annual value does go against the the luxury tax, so it's actually yeah. forty six million, it's not two million, which was where I thought it was. It still doesn't smell right. And why aren't other teams in uh, mass uh, doing similar? Matt Snyder, I mean, this is Shohei Ohtani we're talking about. Well, well, there are, there have been. I mean, Max Scherzer's Nationals deal, he got about 50% of deferrals. There's a lot of guys who've gotten a lot of deferrals. I know uh, there was a joke going around that uh, <laughs> during the postseason, someone t- pointed out, via, I guess it's X, sorry, yeah. that uh, King Griffey Jr., the reason he's on all these commercials now is because his deferrals stop after this year. Uh, and he's mm-hmm. retired for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, it, we have not ever seen anything this big have not ever seen anything this much of a percentage. I mean, you're talking about an overwhelming percentage, 68 out of 70 million deferred per year. Um, and again, the, the record before was Scherzer on the deferrals, which was 50%, which again, that's gigantic. Yeah. I mean, Fisher, Scherzer's contract with the Nationals for 50% to be deferred is, is really, really huge. So um, one of the reasons I'm not that worried about it getting out of hand is because it's Shohei Otani, and he's a unique player. Mm-hmm. I, I don't use the word unique often because it literally means one of a kind, and I think it's a completely overused word. But Otani really is one of a kind. It, there's nobody who pitches like an ace and hits like one of the best hitters in all of baseball. There's nobody else who does that. So I don't think uh, somebody worrying about, oh, what's, what precedent does this set? Well, you know what? I'll talk to you about a precedent when we see another Shohei Otani, <laughs> and I don't think we're going to. So yeah, I think he's different. Um, he, secondly, it, it actually is a lot less money for Otani than if it would have been all 
straight up because he's not getting it for another 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, money money now is worth a lot more than the exact same amount of money later, and it's interest-free. So um, I, I don't I don't want to talk you out of your opinion, Ken, <laughs> um, but I I am not as worried about it. Luxury tax sits at $237 million for this upcoming baseball season. $100 million now already invested with Otani in the $46 million a year. Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. How much more flexibility do the Dodgers have? They got under the a tax lot. threshold. <laughs> what can they still do now to build um, another super team? Yeah, they have a lot, and they needed it. Because while it's amazing, 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 amazing to have Shohei Otani, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman wow. in that lineup, it's incredibly top-heavy. And remember, Otani isn't just replacing a nobody. He's replacing J.D. Martinez, who had 33 home runs and over 100 RBIs last Good point. year. Yep. Otani's better. He's certainly better, but he still is replacing an all-star caliber player. And the bottom half of that lineup was not very good last year. And if you look at their pitching staff right now, they have issues. Walker Buehler coming off Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. Bobby Miller only 124 and two-thirds innings last year as a rookie. Uh, their three right now is Ryan Pepio, who has about 78 innings of Major League experience. Um, and that's about it. I mean, I don't think they want Ryan Yarbrough in the rotation. Uh, Past that, you're looking at Emin Sheehan. Urias uh, is on uh, MLB has suspended Gavin him, Stone. correct? Kershaw coming off injury. Yeah, he, Urias was – I don't think he's going to play this year. I think he's going to be suspended the whole year. Yep. But he was hitting free agency anyway. Mm. Um, Kershaw is a free agent anyway. So even if they want to bring Kershaw back, and I assume that they probably do, he has that surgery, and he's not even going to be back until about August. Wow. So they need at least two starting pitchers from the outside. So I assume they're going to be heavily on a free agent, and that means we're going to look right at Yamamoto because if you're going to spend on Otani, why not get the top pitcher available as well? Um, but there are others. You know, Blake Snell's out there. Jordan Montgomery's out there. I assume they're going to sign somebody for one of the spots, and for the other spot, I think they're going to trade. Um, and there are big names on the trade market. Corbin Burns, Shane Bieber, Tyler Glass now. So I would expect, while the pitching staff looks kind of ravaged right now, it will look something like uh, Yamamoto, Tyler Glass now, along with Walker Bueller and Bobby Miller, and then they can do Jesus. something with like Pepio in the five spot. And then that's your best team in baseball heading into next year. <sighs> win total 120? <laughs> <laughs> but they still have to win in the playoffs. Yeah. That's true. It's a big, big thing. And we, as we found out, obviously, this year, the playoffs are a whole lot different animal than regular season baseball. So who's next? What else are we looking for now? Otani is off the table. What are we looking for now? The Cody Bellingers of the world, things like that. Now the rest yeah. of the free agents, who are we looking at? Bellinger was the first person I was going to bring up because it, it, with this conversation we're having in Iowa, a Cubs fan on the call, a Blue Jays fan there. Uh-huh. Cody Bellinger makes a lot of sense for the Blue Jays now. You can put him in center field, put Dalton Varsho and George Springer on the corners where they're much more suited to be. Mm-hmm. Um, as we saw last season with Kiermaier in center, it works way better that way so they don't have to play Springer or Varsho in center field on a regular basis. And they need a big bat. A left-handed bat works there. Um, that's kind of the spot that Brandon Belt occupied last year and where Otani was going to be dropped in if they landed him. Bellinger works there. Um, I think it would behoove the Cubs to go after Bellinger. Um, I still think the Cubs need two bats, and if it's something like Bellinger and Reese Hoskins that works, 
I wouldn't be as excited if it was Hoskins and Matt Chapman. Mm-hmm. But these are some of the bigger names that that still remain on the market. Um, there was a lot of paralysis in the market with Otani not having signed until after the winter meetings. So now things are going to pick up a little bit, I would expect. You know, you mentioned the winter meetings. I remember a time when the winter meetings that all the news seemingly um, yeah. And maybe it was before the internet and the explosion of it. I don't. But it used to, it used to be a bigger thing, didn't it, Matt Snyder? It did. Uh, well, remember, 2022, there was a lot of stuff. A lot of people signed in, in the 2022 winter meetings. It capped off by Xander Bogart going to the Padres. But a lot of the big moves it, it happened in the winter meetings last year. Um, and this year, there was just hardly anything. Now we got Nothing. the Juan Soto trade. Juan Soto okay. trade was the big thing, but we waited like. Nothing happened Monday or Tuesday. And then Wednesday, it was like in the morning, the Juan Soto trade is going to happen. And then it took like 12 hours until it finally happened. Um, then you had like Jaimer Candelario signed with the Red, Eduardo Rodriguez signed with the Diamondbacks. That was about it. But yeah, it's some years there's a ton of stuff. Some years there's not. I suspect that part of it is, as you mentioned, with the internet, um, especially nowadays with Zoom, Google. Google Talk uh, meets, I think, is another one. Any of those video conferencing things, um, if if GMs slash club presidents aren't as comfortable just talking on the phone, you can see a person's reactions just via the video conferencing. You don't have to be in the same place to talk to somebody what is essentially in person. Um, and, and I mentioned this in one of my columns that it's it's been overwhelmed with job seekers, hmm. and I, I think the executives think – you know, if I have three or four days where I'm trying to work on my team, I can't be bombarded with job seekers every time I get out of the elevator. Right. So I think a lot of them kind of hole up in their hotel rooms and don't leave. Um, again, they can still video conference and everything, but... If in their hotel in suites, you mean? Leave, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. If you're just going to be in the suite and not leave, why do you have to go anywhere to make moves? Yeah. Why can't you just do the same thing at home? So I don't think they view it that much different anymore, whereas pre-internet days and pre-million job seekers on site days, they could hang out in the hotel bars and talk shop with with every other GM and come up with trades and stuff like that. You mentioned at the top Yamamoto might get $300 million before he throws a Major League Baseball pitch. Uh, That's the new reality with him. What about Blake Snell? Reigning Cy Young Award winner in the National League, won one in the American League when he was in Tampa, but And you can't take away the two Cy Young years. You look at the rest of those years, though, a whole lot yeah. of average out of Blake Snell. Yep. What kind of money is this 31-year-old lefty going to command? I, I still think he's going to get a lot because we've seen the ace upside. And he. it looks like, remember, we, we you, as you mentioned, the Cy Young with the Rays, and then in between a lot of inconsistency, but then caps it off with a Cy Young last year. It might look like, hey, he got it back. He figured it all out. He made adjustments. He got it back. Somebody's going to pay big because it's hard to find frontline starters. I would be wary of going really, really big or even long. I mean, he's 31. The walk rate is still the highest yep. walk rate in the majors, and you just don't feel like that skill set is going to age well. Once you, once you lose the ability to overpower people, if you're still walking that many guys, that's worrisome. Now, you know, it's always possible he can make adjustments and, and learn how to pitch better as he gets older, but – Six years younger Yamamoto, I would much rather have Yamamoto there 
um, than Snell. And, you know, there, there might be more reliability in someone like Jordan Montgomery, even if the upside isn't mm-hmm. as high, uh, the floor would be a lot higher. So um, it's maybe to answer the question, 200-ish, maybe 150 to 200. I'm sure he's seeking more than 200. Um, hard to see him going much higher than that. But again, teams get desperate for frontline starters, and a lot of teams have a lot of money. Uh, you wrote a piece, I don't know, probably, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago now, when Jim Leyland, anyways, was fine. I thought he was in. I just assumed Jim Leyland's got to be in the Hall of Fame, and he wasn't until the beginning of December. Uh, you're, you, the, the focus of your point was, was on the managers, and I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I'm not sure a lot of baseball fans are even aware of this. I mean, obviously, they yeah, play a huge, huge role, right, Matt? And for the fact that a guy like Jim Leyland wasn't, uh, wasn't a Hall of Famer, there's got to be a whole bunch of Brett Lou Pinella. Uh, um, guys well, yeah, that, that are that should be in that aren't. And as I said, I, I don't. I try not to do the how does it feel with players because I think that can be skewed. And, and players, you can dive into statistics a lot easier on players. It's a lot tougher to do on managers, other than just the win loss record and the the rings and all that. But like, just from this ballot, Davey Johnson and Lou Pinella, don't they just feel like yes. Hall of Fame managers? And you, you're, I, I know they say the primary thing that you're voting on is their managerial career, but you're allowed to factor in play, and they were both really good players. Mm-hmm. So if you put that resume on top of their managerial resume, it's uh, 24, 23 or 24, I can't remember now because it was a couple of weeks ago, managers are in the Hall of Fame right now. Feels like we'd be okay to go up to like 30. Um, Dusty Baker and Terry Francona, I assume, will be in yep. the first time that they're on one of these committee ballots. I th- so that'll I get us think up so. to 25. Well, it gets us up to 25, 26. Um, Bruce Bochy, whenever he retires, is in. That gets us up to, you know, 27. But I still think we're okay to go to 30. Um, I mentioned in the piece, somebody like Billy Martin, he feels like a Hall of Fame yeah, manager, yeah. even though there's a lot of volatility right, there. Right, right. Um, there, there are several managers where you can make the case, and even with Cito Gaston. Yep. The only two Blue Jays World Series wins in history. He was the first black manager yep. to win a World Series. Uh, he made the playoffs like five out of his first six seasons. I mean, come on, that's a Hall of Fame resume right there. We could put him in. So, yeah, I just – I think there's room – I'm not saying excessively, like, oh, let's add like ten more managers. No, we don't need to do that. But I think there's room for another three, four, five. Did Joe West get in or no? No, he did not. Jeez. See, he's a Hall of Fame umpire, in my opinion. See, I, that's the thing. I, a lot of people argued with me, but I wrote, like, I, I do think he's a Hall of Famer, even mm-hmm. if you don't like him. He, he he umpired the most games in baseball history. That says something. Mm-hmm. And when you think about Joe West and all the people get so mad and they get so riled up and they hate him, it's you're just thinking about ejections. You're not thinking about bad calls. He was good at making the right calls. Yep. Uh, Tim McClellan. Yes. <laughs> you know, another mm-hmm. guy. Uh, that you'll be in his body work is unbelievable. So, Matt, I really enjoyed your article because the same idea was bouncing around. We had a Christmas party Saturday night. We're watching the NBA in-season championship game. Some Cyclone fans there rooting for Halliburton and the Pacers. I was on the Lakers side of things with a bet. And we started talking about the idea in baseball. You then wrote about it yesterday. Major League Baseball, May, June, something like that coming up with something to generate some excitement when there just isn't a whole lot out there. And I certainly think this is something that could happen. Kind of walk us through how you would play this out. And you have to assume with the success we've seen from the NBA in terms of TV money and what's probably going to be the future of the NBA Cup, 
baseball, they got to be looking at this, right? Yeah, I, I I would think so. I mean, it's as I said when I wrote, I actually wrote it on Friday, but then the Otani stuff happened. And we had to keep delaying and push back. So I, as a Pacers fan, I was really excited that they made the finals uh-huh. and thing. And it, I was really in the introduction there. I said when I first heard the idea, I thought that's ridiculous. Why me too. Yep. Yep. Stupid. But the more the Pacers advanced, the more and more I got into it. And come Saturday night, and I, uh, my wife and I were watching it, and we were like, we've never been this excited for a regular season game, especially not in December. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, we were pumped like it was an actual championship. Um, and, and you just think, in baseball, we would have to do series. I, I, because if you're going to try to do it how the NBA is doing it and count regular season games concurrently as you're counting the tournament, then you just have a bunch of three-game series. But if you did something like, uh, six groups, which would be five teams each, and just kind of have a, a round robin of three game series. You emerge with, you know, six group winners. We can throw two wild cards in there, and then you've got your eight. And then again, three game series, three game series, three game series, and you're done. Um, I, I believe that they could schedule this, especially when it's you leave open dates to have, hey, when these teams get knocked out, just have them play each other for their regular season game here so we can keep up on the 162 for everybody. I think it could work. Um, it'd be really fun. I, I think we've got to do it pretty close to the start of the season, right? So maybe start in the middle of April, and you could probably maybe Memorial Day weekend is when you could have the championship. Mm. I think that'd be really fun. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm in. Um, yeah, and I was like, like Trenton, like you, yeah. I couldn't care less about this. But get building up. I mean, the Lakers are hanging the banner. It means something yeah. to them. They're hanging the banner. And yeah, they had LeBron I know, I to care. I saw a bunch of people piling on and making fun of the Lakers yesterday, but I was like, all right, so I know the Pacers aren't even close to the Lakers historically, like not even not even in the ballpark. But I totally wanted the Pacers to hang a banner <laughs> if they were going to win it. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah. uh, I was going to ask you who won the uh, offseason, but there's still a lot of offseason to go. So, oh, come left. Right. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll put that in the back burner for a month or so when we reconnect and talk a little baseball with you. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com, still putting out the baseball content for you baseball fans at CBSSports.com. Matt, thanks for popping on. Merry Christmas. Happy New Perfect. Year. Thanks for coming on, Matt. We appreciate it. All right, take care. Guys. Good to hear from you. Matt Snyder, as we catch up with our baseball guy. Good stuff out of Matt. Love baseball. Love our conversations weekly during the season. We'll take a time out. Adam Emenecker is going to kick off our number two. We'll do a little Valley conversation with Adam. Uh, Matt Rudy covers, boy, we're all over the map today, aren't That's we? right. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. A potpourri Tuesday. I like it. Uh, Matt Rudy covers golf for Golf Digest, has for decades. He'll join us on uh, what uh, John Rahm means to live and the new changes coming to golf for both the pros and for us duffers uh, as far as how they're going to cut back on the distance of the golf ball in the years ahead. Uh, that's still to come on Miller & Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106. Awesome. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Congratulations to David Wallace. Uh, he won the four tickets from uh, Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net. Uh, a couple of locations, of course, East 29th in Altoona. Uh, four tickets to David Wallace. He had 101 points last night in the doubleheader. Monday Night Football right on the button. So four tickets coming David Wallace's way. Well done. Uh, if you uh, don't have a dentist, if you realize that, gosh darn, it's the uh, middle of December, and I've got... 
dental care, and I haven't been in the dentist this year. Uh, Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net. They will accommodate you. There are not as many appointments as there were, but they'll find a way for you. Anyways, Trent, uh, NBC's not going to find a way for Al Michaels. Yes. What is going on here? He's 79 years old, uh-huh. one of the all-time play-by-play announcers, period. Period. No doubt. Of any sport. He was awful last year. Him and Tony Dungy did mm-hmm. that game. Last- Dude, do you remember what you- I remember bitching about it. it Chargers-Jaguars. Was it? A and great it was- game. The ridiculous it comeback. It was bad, though. And that's a catch. <laughs> and it's continued this year for Al Michaels. He's, he's lost a few steps. I've heard him in interviews. He talks about it. He said, that's not my style. True. But the times that he would go up an octave, just not there very much anymore. Yeah. And he's had some dog games. He has. But you're calling NFL, and if you're not into it at 79, then walk away. He's got plenty of money, right? Yes, it's not a money thing. He can still go golf every single day. Yep, and he will. He will. There's no doubt about uh-huh. it. But this piece comes from the New York Post and Inder Marshawn, a excellent sports yep. media a reporter. And when he basically broke the news to Al Michaels, this Wait was, a second. Marshawn broke the news to Al Michaels? This is the quote. From the Marshine article, as he reached Al Michaels for comment, he said, quote, Al Michaels, it's in my deal. Where are you hearing that from? Oh boy. That's part of my deal. Are you hearing something that I'm not hearing? Mm. Unquote. Marshawn told Al Michaels that he's out before NBC told Al Michaels that he's out. That is the way that I read this article. Wow. They're doing him dirty. Absolutely. Apparently, there's been some friction. Has there? Including from last year in the call of the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Whoa. To hear mm-hmm. it, a guy that is has, what, the role of emeritus at, over at NBC? Yes, and he, he should. Was not, he was not happy being pushed out either. Uh-huh. He was not ready for Tariko to take over. Right. You could see the writing on the mm-hmm. wall. I think he thought he had a few more years, and here he is now. Yep. He didn't get the partner that he wanted for Thursday Night Football. He wanted Troy Aikman. That obviously did not happen. No. Nope. But gonna, I mean, he's going to go work with his buddy, right? Right. Troy, yeah. This, the way this is playing out, it's sad. That's how I read through you this. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like an athlete who stays too long. Mm-hmm. And nobody will just say, it's time. Right. What, what about his family? Yeah, That's right. That's who it should be beholden upon. Mm-hmm. To, you know what, Dad? Maybe he's still fine. He is a... He's, he's Al Michaels. He is a fine broadcaster. Uh-huh. But he's but not, he's Al, not Michaels. The Al Michaels that we, I mean, was one of the best to ever do it. Mm-hmm. In, in anybody's rankings, he's one of the best to ever do it. Noah Eagle apparently will be taking over in the role. Trent, he will just, be th- this story just got worse. Noah Eagle's how old? 28. He got pushed aside for a 28-year-old kid. It's a tough one to swallow. That is a really tough one to swallow. And Noah Eagle has grown on me initially. He's He's okay. He's improved immensely. Right, but he's the guy that will forever be known as taking Al Michaels out at NBC. My gosh. Noah, your turn's coming 50 years from now, maybe, but what goes around comes around. That's amazing. And they found out from Andrew Marchand. Hour two, Adam Emenecker kicks it off. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.